My name is Gatsby Randolph. I'm just a guy, a regular guy just like you. Gatsby's the courtiest motherfucker in Hollywood. <laughs> Meet the stars behind the scenes of the elite and famous. A-list celebrity. The most exclusive of Hollywood. I came up with the plan to steal the most sought after thing in Hollywood, California. It's success. The hardest part about making it in Hollywood is that it costs to do nothing here. I'm gonna pay you back as soon as I get it. You're the first person I'm gonna pay. I needed to look like a million bucks, but I only had a thousand bucks to my name. We two broke motherfuckers in LA. We ain't got shit. This is fucking insane. I ain't going back home. It just hit me. I need a character. When people see me, they need to remember me like they remember James Bond. I stand tall, I don't ever run. You would assume a persona. Yes, it's Gatsby and Randolph. He's really loud, flamboyant. Panache and class. Who the fuck does this guy think he is? I'm on TMZ. They think I'm a celebrity. I've cracked the code. I've reinvented celebrity. At that point, I realized Gatsby is like a mad scientist. His teachers told me he's either going to go to the penitentiary or he may wind up being the president. If you want to be somebody in Hollywood, California, you got to get it to the people who can make that happen. The Vanity Fair's Oscar party. This isn't just a party for anybody. You really need to know the right people to get into this party. Are you with this shit or not? I'm not with this shit, bro. <laughs> look like Fort Knox. Snipers on the roof, police surrounding the building, then Oscar from 1994. So if this doesn't work, it looks like we going to fucking jail. <laughs> it's gotta be against the law. You better find Jay-Z before Jay-Z finds you. Now facing felony theft charges. He makes everyone fall in love with him. Your energy inspired me. Tom Hanks, Jay-Z and Beyonce, Rich Brothers for Rich Vaughn. Everybody watch out. Watch out now. A black man tonight. Everybody watch out. Watch out now. Watch out. Fuck it. Tell him take me to jail then. guys you know it's we've been doing a lot of movie reviews lately and uh, we had paul bunch on here an amazing director and today we, we've got a fabulous person alexa jaco she's an actress a producer um she's been on some great movies um troy do you remember Waterworld? you know i do uh kevin costner yeah that was uh, uh an enormous film uh went over budget greatly the scenes and the sets were so huge and then they had time delays so unfortunately i think it didn't make a lot of money because of all of that but nonetheless it was a good movie very very movie. very cool movie yeah, yeah. alexa did, which i always dig alexa did you like making that movie it, it did actually make money i, I have to okay. <laughs> correct you. he's I always think, wrong no no domestically it didn't do too well i think but internationally it did so it was the largest i think was the biggest budget film of all time Oh, I wow. think it was 100 million yeah. was the budget at that time. At that time, yeah. It was the biggest budget. And I was doing, you know, Shakespeare and Ibsen in England. And I came to Los Angeles and auditioned for that. And um, 
I was actually sort of going to the airport. I was like, I can't, I don't have time to get to this audition. I think I turned up with my dogs or something but, <laughs> and got the role. Uh, it was great. It was, Were you not the atoll girl? Yes. Yes. And so the atolls, um, that was the problem, was that they were doing them all out at sea. Um, and then, you know, obviously you do a wide shot, and then you go in for the close-up or for the mid-shot, and then the wind has changed, and so the white caps have changed, and so nothing matched. And so they had to bring, drag the atoll to shore. And so the whole thing was actually being filmed right by the shore. But and my, my scenes were night scenes. But I just remember going from, you know, Shakespeare, obviously you better get every single word correct. Oh, absolutely. And then Kevin Costner came and said to me, you know what, if you want to change the lines, just say whatever you want. And if we like it, we'll write it in and that's what we'll use. I was like, really? Oh, okay. I mean, he was so nice. He what did you, really, what did you really think nice. of Kevin Costner? Did you, was he helpful? Was he great? Was he like kind of a standoffish star? No, he was very helpful. Um, and uh, he, you know, he would say... Um, when I had this line, was like, the smokers are coming or something. So I'm thinking, <laughs> the smokers are coming because of Shakespeare. Because <laughs> of Shakespeare, um, the yeah, smokers. He goes, make it smaller, make it smaller, make it smaller, make it smaller. Until the end, it was like, the smokers are coming. <laughs> he, was, he was great. Are you a fan of Yellowstone today? Do you watch that show? I love Yellowstone. I haven't watched it. Oh, no. Uh, You're a big fan of Yellowstone. Love Yellowstone. Yeah. Kevin Costner's big show now. Oh, no, I have to watch it. Fantastic. And then they have 1883 now, and it, mm-hmm. which... I'm like Alexa. I haven't watched Yellowstone either. So good. I haven't either. I, I'm going to. I'm, I'm, I'm queuing it. I'm definitely going to watch it because I'm a big Western kind of guy, and that's kind of you know setting that kind of a theme. But it is Alexa being a British actress. Um, you know, we've always kind of thought the British actresses and actors are a little more snobby than the American actors. No, just better. <laughs> <laughs> See, I was right. <laughs> but today, tell us about your new movie that you're working on? Um, the new movie I'm not in, it, I'm producing. Right. And it's called Who is Gatsby Randolph? And it's about this young kid from um, Memphis, Tennessee, African-American kid from Memphis, Tennessee, who decides to break into Hollywood and crack the code. How do you become one of the people who are, can be in those rooms if you're not in those rooms and you don't have any relationships, there's no terms of reference? How do you get there? So he. He decided to make a film about it, a documentary. We call it Borat Meets Entourage. So it's... <laughs> there you go. And, um, and he comes to Hollywood and it starts off in Hollywood just like everybody else, like tourists on, on Hollywood Boulevard. And then by the end of it, well, I don't want to spoil the end, but everybody's in it. You know, I mean, there's... Um, it, it, we've got Beyonce and, uh, you know, Spielberg and... and Tom Jay-Z Hanks and Jay-Z and you know there are a lot of people in it he, he all became for he's got this wonderful charisma this wonderful can-do entrepreneurial spirit this kind of belief self-belief and 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 positivity and optimism and it's just so refreshing and he was so refreshing to meet but and I just thought it was such a great story because it's a really uh, it's a really good tale for young people to watch that you know things are possible that you can so Gatsby before he became Gatsby his name was Colby right and he was yes. this very smart kid from Memphis so that's one thing that's really important I mean at 22 or 20 he had his uh a nightclub. bar nightclub 10,000 square feet the youngest kid to have one back there I mean yes. he was shaking he was a you know making it happen back then Yes, I mean, his grandfather was a uh, veterinarian, live, live animal veterinarian, but also a civil rights leader. And so he was uh, an amazing person. And both of his parents are doctors and, um, yeah, Gatsby. 
So he has like an affluent background uh, in Memphis, which is rare. I mean, there's, you said Memphis, right? Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, there's a lot of poverty in in that area. Yeah, oh sure. I watched the trailer and it just kind of seemed as though like he was kind of a scam artist and kind of made his way into these circles by, on false pretenses. But you, you are making it seem like maybe he became friends with these people. Yeah, he did. I mean, a lot of people look at the, documentary and they think that maybe it was photoshopped maybe some of it's not real none of it was photoshopped it's, it is all real um and what was he actually doing he was making a movie so you know what came out of this a movie he created a movie it took him nearly five years to do it because when he went to the vanity fair party he had to keep going back to get different angles so you see him go down the red carpet and the bbc guy says this must be your fourth Oscar. <laughs> so yeah, Alexa, actually... Alexa, talk yeah. to me about, about that. You're, you're a producer of this film, but you know he did a lot of the writing and editing and acting and, and all that. How, what's your role in that whole process? So, I mean, I've helped deliver it and, and, and get him, um, you know, help finish editing it and get, get organized, help the score and, and bring it to the screens, really. I mean, when I was working on Kilo 2 Bravo, which... Great movie, by the way which in England was Very called Kajaki. It was the same thing. It was this wonderful script. They'd already got the script. They'd already interviewed all the soldiers, um, but nobody could make it. It was sitting around for four years. No, nobody could get it to the screen. There was a, a, there was the British government probably didn't want the story to be told because it was a bit of a screw up, you know, and Americans yeah. saved the day yet again. So yeah, that's not good for the British. <laughs> oh, Are we saying about the, the snobby? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Touche. <laughs> um, um, but it wasn't being made. So somehow I, whenever I get a, a involved in projects, they, they get energy and they get, they get finished. So you're, you're a um, doer. Yeah. Just like, just like uh, Gatsby. Nice. So, you know, we're very different right. and we're very yeah. similar. Yeah. But you saved the day. <laughs> well, the, um, the Royal Scott Dragoon Guards, I raised a lot of money for their long-term welfare appeal for the soldiers. And I do a lot of stuff for the British military. And they gave me a, a, a medal. I was called their secret weapon. Well, there you so go. So when, they, when on, they couldn't get something, convince somebody to do something, they would send me in. <laughs> on Kilo 2 Bravo, you were executive producer. Just for some people who may not know, what's the difference between a producer, executive producer? What's, what's the difference in that? Executive producer isn't hands-on so much. I mean, as an executive producer, you could raise money, um, yeah, which is what I did. You could raise money, but also bringing relationships. For instance, that movie was originally going to be shot in a sand pit very, very low budget with handheld, handheld camera in England, you know, just a sandpit. And, sure. and I went, no, my first mentor was Sam Spiegel. We have to, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, we need, mm-hmm. we need aerial shots. So somehow we were able to get the King of Jordan to give us a Chinook helicopter and a Black Hawk helicopter and a hostess in Jordan. And now we've got our Lawrence of Arabia wow. shot. Okay. So, you know, things like that. But was I actually there every single day hiring the crew and, and that type of thing? No. No, no, that's not your job. But I, yeah. I like what you said, the Lawrence of Arabia shot, because that's, that's what it is, right? Yeah. That's what makes a movie. Yeah. You're also part of, you're on the board of what in, uh, in uh, Britain? I'm on the board of uh, BAFTA, which is the British Academy of Film and Television Arts, North America. It's just merged. So it used to be BAFTA Los Angeles, BAFTA New York. And then the main BAFTA in London. And now we've got BAFTA North America. So that's New York and Los Angeles combined. So I was 
on the board of BAFTA Los Angeles for the last three years, and now I was just voted on by the membership, and I'm on BAFTA North America for the next three years. So, so what does BAFTA do? do? What, what, what is BAFTA? <laughs> it's yeah. very much like if you think of the Oscars, yep. which is kind of ironic because this whole movie is about the Oscars, Stealing you know, him an having Oscar. an Oscar. Um, <laughs> It's the British version of that. So okay. I suppose after the Oscars, it's probably the most recognized award right. show and academy that there is. So Gatsby, when is when is this coming out? This will be coming out before summer this year. And it's going to be streaming? Yeah. I think most everything... We had Paul Bunch on here, Never Alone, a uh, fabulous movie. And, I, you know, we were talking about with Paul that, you know, most everything is going streaming now. Yes. So right before COVID, I was raising a slate deal for a major U.S. studio. So I was taking my American relationships, studio relationships and my British relationships, which are international money and putting them together to do a slate deal, which has been done before, but only by men and not that many men. So I would have been, I think arguably the first woman to do it and I got very far along but it was all based on theatrical release it was based on eight, <clears throat> movies between 80 and 120 million so the ones that I'm actually working on hands-on let's say tend to be little arty films like this with meaning with heart but financially we were putting money into raising a fund um 250 million for studio movies between 80 and 120 million they were franchisable films it was all based on theatrical release it was based on the big boys the big studios the big movies big 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 and then covid happened yeah so the whole the whole model has completely changed we were just discussing that yeah. and what and i think it's almost like it was going to happen anyway sort of but it was it just, on that track but it got speeded up yeah. So everybody's rethinking, you know, um, some studio heads will look at uh, who is Gatsby Randolph and they'll just say, send it to Netflix. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. You know, Brandy and I were talking a while back, you know, how hard it is for women in this industry. But back in the day, if you guys know the name Suzanne Dupass, mm, you know, absolutely. Uh, love, love you, Suzanne. Haven't seen you in a while. Um, I mean, she did Lonesome Dove. I mean, she made all that happen. Uh, an incredible woman, uh, and I think it's just becoming more and more that women are just coming to where they should be in this Rightfully industry. So, yes, um, we have. I think, well, certainly last year we had 50-50 on the BAFTA board, mm -hmm. where it used to be predominantly white men. Well, of uh, course. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Oh, what do you mean? Of course. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, the white guy gets. Alexa, I wonder, and what, we have more diverse Alexa, I want to know where your, where your jam is. Is it, is it acting? Is it producing? I know you do a lot with, uh, 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 what was that one? Um, Caring for Courage, I believe it was. So where's your jam? Where, where, do, you, where do you really want to be? I, I always say once an actor, always an actor, you know, because it's the purest, in a way, the purest artist, your artistic right. side, it's your purest. But um, when I met... Uh, Ron Meyer, who was uh, the head of Universal Studios when I met him years ago, he said to me, Lexa, the, the uh, industry's changed. You have to be really proactive. And so it gets frustrating as an actor. You don't have really that much control unless you're the top 1% or... So producing is great because you, you can actually make things happen. You know? And, and that's the important thing. And Alexa, tell our uh, viewers the name of the movie again. Who is Gatsby Randolph? 
Guys, um, it's, it's a movie that's going to change a lot of people's lives because this is a young cat decided he was going to do something and he just made it happen. Period. Yeah, Hammer, I just want to mention too, when you watch this movie, and I think what you brought to this film is, is it outside influences that make a person? Or is it in here? Is it a combination of that? I mean, it's really interesting dynamic that I think is important in today's world. You know, you know that one of the things that Gatsby said in, in the movie is um, when he had met Jay-Z, and he met him at a, a one party, in LA and then he then he flew back east and met at another party and he had no money and then he flew to Paris to meet him at another party, right? So he didn't have the money, but he had that spirit and said, I'm gonna make this happen. And guys, guess what? To all of you out there, you can do whatever you want. Just put your mind to it. We'll catch you next time on Happening Now.